With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Yo, what up? Welcome to another episode of the Oakland Warriors podcast. I'm Patrick, flying solo. Was that fun or what? (laughs) The Warriors, they beat the New Orleans Pelicans 120-109 in, by my count, the 50th must-win game of the season for your Golden State Warriors. They were garbage in the first half, and all of a sudden things were looking really, really bleak, right? Like they had beaten the Sixers. They'd won three in a row, and then they just goofed and coughed up a game against the the Timberwolves, who are right there with the Warriors, and then they were about to uh, cough one up in a bad way to the Pelicans, who were also (laughs) right there with the Warriors, but they cleaned it up in the second half. They just executed. They had 14 turnovers in the first half and only four, I believe, in the second half. They showed (laughs) what they, again, could be when they're focused and they're playing with intensity and they're doing the right things to, to, to win. You know what I mean? Steph was amazing in the second half, 14 for 25 overall in the game, eight for 15 from three, only four free throws, three for four from line, 39 points, eight boards, eight assists, three steals. I mean, come on. Remember that dude is what, 35 years old now. Jordan Poole coming off of that uh, bad ending for Minnesota. I mean, he, he played a good game against the Timberwolves and he continued to play a good game here, especially again, also in the second half, uh, 29 minutes, eight for 15 from the field, only two for six from three, three for four from line, uh, 21 points plus 16, five boards, two assists, five boards, solid. There's not a ton to kind of glean in terms of this team and their individual play. We know who these guys are right now. We know what they can be. We also know what happens when they don't focus, when they don't play well, right? We know what Poole can be when he is trying to win instead of just trying to put on a show and have quote unquote Jordan Poole time. Uh, We know what Steph and Dre are like when they're locked in and not throwing terrible passes and paying attention to what's going on in the court. It's just a question of doing it enough to see how far they can get in the postseason. You know what I mean? Like if they look like they did in the first half, they're going nowhere. If they look like they did in the second half, then they can make some decent noise, you know? And there've been a ton of games this season where you could say it's a microcosm of the season, right? Where they look good and then they look bad. Jekyll and Hyde from one quarter to the next, one half to the next. But at this point, as I've said for like the past month, it is literally scratching and clawing for every single dang win that they could get. For a while, 
after that three-game winning streak, it would look like, okay, maybe they're finding something and it can be a little bit easier. But obviously, these last two games, I mean, I've said this before too, like what is going to make this interesting is that there are a ton of teams that are also scratching and clawing for playoff positioning, right? To get into the play-in, to move out of the play-in and into the regular playoffs. And right now, the Warriors, they are back in sixth. If they had lost this game, it would have been tough to climb out of the play-in, which would have honestly been kind of devastating considering where they had been, how we felt about this team over the weekend. But the whole point of the season now is to get into the regular playoffs, get to the sixth seat. That's it. You know, if that's against the Kings, awesome. That's the matchup I've talked about wanting to see the most. But when you look at uh, the Pelicans, when you look at the Timberwolves, I mean, the Warriors, they're in sixth. And technically, you know, I would say they are in control of their destiny again, right? It's up to them to win as many games as possible, win out whatever, and secure that sixth spot or higher, whatever, just avoiding the play-in. But they have the same number of losses as the Minnesota Timberwolves right now. The Timberwolves just have played one less game than the Warriors. So right now, the Warriors are 40 and 37, 12 games out, and the Wolves are in seventh place at 39 and 37. And hey, give credit to the Wolves, right? They beat the Warriors in San Francisco at Chase Center on the road, and then on a back-to-back, they beat the Kings in Sacramento. So they're obviously after it, and you know they're going to keep coming after it. Looking at the remaining schedules, Right, the Warriors. So they get San Antonio at home, then they go to Denver, then they get OKC at home, then they go to SAC, and then they go to Portland and end the season in Portland. So to me, there's two gimmies in that. There's the Spurs and there's the Blazers. They announced the Blazers did that Dame Lillard is they're shutting him down for the season. Another year, another tank for the Blazers. But Denver, OKC, and Sacramento. Those are going to be tough, really, really tough. So if the Warriors go two and three in these final five, uh, that's going to put them in a precarious position to fall back into the play-in potentially, right? Because, again, they're tied in the loss column with Minnesota. Therefore, they just can't afford to have many more losses. If we look at the Timberwolves' remaining schedule, they play at Phoenix. uh, They get the Lakers at home. Portland at home, they go to Brooklyn, they go to San Antonio, and then they get New Orleans at home. So they, of course, have six games as opposed to the Warriors five. So Phoenix is going to be tough because Phoenix got KD back. So they're going to be trying to get him back into the fold. And also they're trying to really, really solidify their playoff position as well in the four slot. Uh, They definitely want home court if they can get it. And then the Lakers, always dangerous. The Blazers, again, they're done. Brooklyn, not as good as they were with KD and Kyrie, of course, but they're still uh, in the playoff contention, right? They're uh, in the East. They're, I believe they're sixth right now. So they're not even in the play-in. So we'll see how that goes. And then 
They go to San Antonio, which also, just like the Warriors, that should be a gimme. And then they get New Orleans, these same Pelicans at home. And that's going to be a tough one too because the Pelicans (laughs) – the Pelicans are right there too behind the Warriors at 38 and 38 in the eighth spot. Okay. So they are a full game and a half behind the Warriors, but only one game behind in the loss column. So, so that being said, it's good to note that the Timberwolves, because of that win that the Warriors should have had, <laughs> the Timberwolves have the tiebreaker with the Warriors, okay? So if they end up with the same record, the Wolves move ahead of the Warriors. And if this was uh, the case now, and this is how the the seedings ended, then the Warriors would fall to seventh because of that tie. The biggest tournament in college basketball is underway, and the action is just getting started on DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps. Right now, new customers can bet just $5 on any pregame Moneyline bet and score $150 in bonus bets if your team wins. Plus, combine multiple bets for a shot at an even bigger payout. DraftKings will be featuring parlays and odds boosts all tournament long, so be sure to check the DraftKings Sportsbook app every day to see what they have in store. Me, personally, I got my eyes on UConn. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and sign up with code TBPN. Right now, new customers can bet $5 on any pregame Moneyline bet and get $150 in bonus bets if your team wins. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code TBPN. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. And then you look at the Pelicans, who are just one game, as I said, behind the Warriors in the loss column. So if that susses out and if they ended up tied with the Warriors... It's not really clear, right? If the Warriors had lost this game, then they would have lost a tiebreaker to the Pelicans. But like, you kind of have to look elsewhere to see where that tiebreaker is. I don't want it to come to that. You know what I mean? I want the Warriors to get past this. So if we're looking at these schedules, it's like the Pelicans, they go to Denver, they get the Clippers, they get the Kings at home, they get the Grizzlies at home, the Knicks at home, and then that final game at Minnesota. So I feel okay about the Pelicans because that is a tough schedule to end with. All those teams are good, quality, solid, and a lot of those teams are trying to still uh, fortify their position in the postseason. So I don't worry so much about them, but it's the Timberwolves. You know what I mean? The Timberwolves. All it takes is for the Warriors to like give up three games and that opens the door for the Wolves to just, you know, the Wolves go three and three. And if the Warriors go two and three, then the Wolves are tied with them and they get the tiebreaker. So it's up to the Warriors, right? Like it's not as clear cut and dry, not as like, you know, this coasting feeling of like really ramping up for the postseason that we had hoped for because of that Timberwolves loss. It just so happens that they lost to the Timberwolves, right? It could have been another team, but in that one game, it made it very, very interesting, way more interesting than I had actually wanted it to be at this point. But again, the Warriors, it's up to them. Can they win enough games? I think they can, but it's which team shows up? It's been Jekyll and Hyde all season long. And as soon as you think they figured it out, they they show you that they haven't yet. 
And first and foremost, get into the regular playoffs, avoid the play-in. And then once you're past that, then it's like, can the Warriors bring back consistent effort enough, enough in the playoffs? Teams have lapses, but the lapses that the Warriors have had in games this season, throughout the season, I've said this before and I'll say it again, all you need is a couple games where you just screw it up, where you lose focus and you cough up a lead, that'll cost you a couple games and a series. So first things first, get into the proper playoffs, avoid the play-in, and then deal with some of those things. Still no word on Andrew Wiggins. They really, really could have used him in these last couple of games. But, you know, Steve Kerr said in a pregame presser that, you know, he's working out on his own, staying in shape. Hopefully, obviously, it's not the same as game shape, but at least it's something, you know, and hopefully things work out with him and hopefully he can, you know, come back to the team eventually sooner rather than later. Anyway, very, very uh, <laughs> uh, entertaining game, at least the second half. The first half was uh, uh, kind of bogus, but, you know, it, uh, it is what it is, and I will 100% take it. It's also crazy, too, because sometimes it just feels like the Warriors forget that other teams are coming after them, that they forget that other teams aren't just going to get scared of them and and just, like, take it. You know, they feel like automatically they're going to win. And that was a flaw they had early in the season. And still, it's a flaw that they have now. You know, it happened against the Timberwolves. Clearly, <laughs> some of that came into play at the beginning of this Pelicans game. But, uh, you know, they hit enough shots. The fouls, even 18-18 with the Pelicans. But the Warriors... Surprisingly, got to the line more, 16 for 22, as opposed to 13 for 14 for the Pelicans. And the Warriors actually shot well from three. So that's always huge, right? Because they depend on the three so much. 18 for 40, 45%, whereas the Pelicans were 12 for 27, also shot decently well. That's 44%. But uh, that margin of error is going to be very, very slim from here on out. But I guess that's what makes it fun. All right. Well, that is another episode of the Oakland Warriors podcast. Be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcast. Feel free to hit me up on Twitter at Patrick E. Pino or at Oakland Warriors. Check out our YouTube channel where you can watch this episode, youtube.com slash Oakland Warriors. Check us out at oaklandwarriors.com and be sure to tell your fellow Warrior fan friends to tune in and listen. The Oakland Warriors podcast is produced by National Film Society and is a part of the basketball podcast network and if you're so inclined please do leave us a five-star rating on spotify and apple podcasts and if you want to leave us a nice review saying good stuff about the show on apple podcasts that would be hugely hugely appreciated and it would be very very helpful thanks that's it music in this episode provided by paper sun special thanks to paul amardo for production support see you next time and go dubs